Episode 17, welcome to another episode of Express Yourself Podcast. I am your host, Devontae Little, a.k.a. DJ The Goat. Yes, I changed my DJ name and this is final. I am known for changing names because it happens on Xbox a lot. If you are my friend on Xbox, sorry, I keep changing my name. You guys don't know who I am. But today's show, the episode is called The Narrative because we got to get to the bottom of what the narrative is. And this starts with the NBA Finals. We got the, uh, the, the well, the mock draft and what I think teams should do. What I mean, it's a lot that I probably don't have the answer to, but this is just something, you know, I want to have fun with. So, um, of course, I'm starting with the NBA Finals. First off, congratulations to the Warriors. And a lot of people know that I was for the Celtics. And even the last episode, I have uh, made my prediction on the Celtics winning, you know, especially after the collapse and all of that from Golden State, didn't see Boston winning, uh, I mean, losing to Golden State, especially after that, so yeah, I was wrong, but the thing is, here's the narrative, let's talk about the finals real quick before I get to what's next for the Celtics, what's next for the Warriors, the reactions I hear, what I've been paying attention to, what people have been talking to me about, in which I am in $150 in debt of owing my fellow one, my fellow brother, and one, my fellow family member, and I've already given one piece to of the pie, but, you know, yeah, you got to pay up, you know, they will get paid, it is well deserved, but anyway, to this series, I mean, uh, watching every game but game three, in reason being, it was because I was sick. I could not leave my bathroom in game three. I knew the game was on. It was 9.39. I said, oh, the game is on. But after that, I had nothing to do with the time. I was dozing off on the bathroom floor, waking up to do what I got to do. And then here comes 12 o'clock. I find out the Celtics beat it by 16. And I was like, huh, maybe I don't need to watch a game. Because in game one, quite as kept, I did fall asleep. In the third quarter, I was just tired. I didn't think my body could adjust to staying up to watching these games late. And guess what happened? So I woke up and seen the Celtics won. I said, how in the world did they win? And I happened to look at the highlights and I said, well, there it is. So. I'm not a superstitious person, but if I was, that would have been reason being. And then that's when game six happened, and I was on my way home, and I seen the Celtics was up 14-2 to two at the time, and then next thing you know, I keep checking the score, but, I mean, the Warriors had the lead by the time I got home, so that theory was over with. But this is my take from the series. Golden State definitely played better. Steph Curry, finals MVP, well-deserved. Um... It, you know, people, I don't want people, because uh, some people that's going to listen in will be Facebook friends of mine, and when I said they might just end up giving it to Wiggins, and I've seen somebody say they should have given it to Wiggins, which is no. They shouldn't have. I mean, Steph would have had to have about 25 points a game, and maybe Wiggins would be the guy, because, I mean, he led in rebounds, but it wasn't like Steph was that far behind him, and he got the assist. Steph was getting steals, but I know Wiggins got some blocks. He was the best defender on this team, I would say, overall. Uh, but the way Andrew Wiggins played, I mean, 
unbelievable, but let's not shy away from his three-point percentage because he wasn't shooting the three-ball well. And you've seen it even in game six. Didn't shoot well. Um, so, yeah, you, you got to look at that too. But when you look at what the Boston downfall was, it was really they don't have a point guard in all the turnovers. You're not going to win with a lot of turnovers. They basically three guys with at least 19 turnovers with Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, which are your three best players. Uh, but, you know, you look at what those three guys did. I mean, Marcus Smart, you got to control the pace. He wasn't doing that because he's not a true point guard, but, I mean, he was efficient scoring. Um, I mean, maybe outside of Al Horford, I mean, it seemed like every three he shot up he made, even though I've seen him miss some. And then Derek White was just lost out there. Um, and I'm going to get to the narrative about the Boston Celtics that I've seen earlier today that, you know, very, it reminded me of a lot. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to get down with that. But, anyway, Jason Tatum didn't shoot well from the field. I mean, three-point-wise, I mean, Jason Tatum was making no's. At 45%, you'll take it, uh, especially when the other guy, Steph Curry, who we've all, you know, best shooter, 43%, you know, granted that he shot 71 three-point attempts to Jason Tatum's 44. So, enough said about that but um Marcus Smart was efficient but Jason Tatum wasn't great he wasn't even the best player on this team Jalen Brown was by far the best player and he didn't even shoot from the three-point line well and Jason Tatum couldn't hit free throws what's up with that Jason Tatum shot 65 percent from the free throw line this whole team was very bad from free throw line but Jason Tatum is not a bad free throw shooter. So I don't want you guys to think I'm saying that and I don't want you guys to think that because he is not a bad free throw shooter. He is known to be about the 85% to the 88% range. I know he's had his moments where he just, you know, just shy away from the free throw line where he's not good. But when you look at, you know, playoffs, yeah, he averaged about 25 in this playoff run. But when they were in there last year, he averaged 30. He was great. You know, it was just uh, un- unfortunate, you know, that they played the Nets and the Nets had their big three and all of that good stuff. So, yeah, they wasn't going to beat the Nets. Uh, but even before then, when they was in the, in the bubble, the 1920 season, when they lost to the Heat, I really thought they had it right there. They didn't. They lost to the Heat and – Primarily, I mean, you go back to the series. I mean, the Celtics, they're just not winning at home. That's the problem. You went down uh, 3-1 to the Heat. And then you were in the pivotal game five where you had to win. And then, of course, you had to win game six. You win those home games. But it's not really primarily home because it was the bubble. But, you know, that that was where the problem was. But then this year, they couldn't even win at home. So I don't even know if that was the excuse. Maybe you should scratch that. I don't know. But when you look at that, people talk bad about Jalen Brown, but Jason Tatum didn't have a good series in that series, and nobody talked about it, and nobody is talking about it in the series against the Heat uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals two years ago, where nobody, and I mean nobody, talked bad about Jason Tatum. Everybody talked about how Jalen Brown, oh, he's just inconsistent. But you guys need to watch. Watch the games. Jalen Brown was great in the bubble. He kept them afloat in these games. Yes, Jason Tatum was 
a little more aggressive, getting to the free throw line. That's what we love to see. Kemba Walker was somebody they needed. But unfortunately, Jason Tatum couldn't shoot a ball. And Marcus Smart, we know he's not a good shooter. Maybe if they had these guys, you know, maybe if they kept Kimball Walker, who knows what happens. But see, these are the moves these teams make on that side. of, And, and, and you know, we just credited Danny Ainge all of this. And, and I just want to jump right into it before I just go into the greatness of Golden State. But, um... Yeah, Boston might have screwed themselves. And I know I talked about, oh, they're set. Yeah, they're set. Yeah. But then I looked earlier today and it was like, wait, how in the world did they get Derek White? Yeah, you traded a first-round pick. And, uh, yeah, that first-round pick probably would have got you a point guard. And now the Spurs is sitting nice and sitting lovely because they're going to get two good young players in that first round. And we'll talk about the NBA draft later. But this is what I mean. Yeah, it looks great. The players, you know, they're there. They're going to have to get a point guard. And I don't know what point guard they get. I don't know who they get. I don't know who they got in the back who will be ready to go. I got nobody back there. Because, yeah, when you got those guys, yeah, you got Brown and Tatum. But Brown has played well in the games. In the series in which they lost. Like, that that's what nobody is understanding. And everybody disrespected Jalen Brown. And I just want people to formally, um, you know, give Jalen Brown an apology here. Because I've talked to a lot of people. I've stressed to myself that and to others that, yeah, uh, Jalen Brown is a huge piece to this team. They didn't have Jalen Brown last year against the Nets. I mean, it was just Jason Tatum, which, I mean, the Nets, yeah, you're not going to beat the Nets and you just got Jason Tatum. And, you know, that's not going to happen. Maybe if they had Jalen Brown, it's a more competitive series. But, I mean, the big three was clicking anyway. I mean, they all were shooting 50%. You ain't beating that team and they all doing that. In which, ultimately, the Bucks ended up winning, in which everybody's back home. But Boston may have screwed themselves with – giving up that first-round pick, and now it's like, okay, you don't have anybody you can trade. You have to trade market smart, and then you really don't want to do that. So you're pretty much like, okay, we don't need to run to Golden State again in the finals, in which that's a very big possibility, but it's like you got to look at the other teams in the West as well, which I will in a second. Just want to give Golden State their just due and just talk good about Golden State for a few minutes, if you don't mind. I know a lot of you Golden State fans will love for that, especially for somebody that didn't even pick them to win the championship. I didn't discount them for winning the championship. I just really thought Boston was the better team, in which I was supposed to talk to my barber about that because he has not caught me. He is the biggest Boston junkie right now. And, um, yeah. But anyway, Golden State pretty much proved their dominance. They have not played a game seven this uh, playoffs. Uh, and I know that, you know, we have these excuses and all of this. You know, nobody's going to make the excuse, though, that people make for LeBron James. Oh, he ran through them and all of this and all of that. Um, Because, you know, if you give LeBron the excuse that, oh, he played nobody or, oh, gosh, LeBron is this, LeBron is that, do-do-do. 
got to look at who Golden State played. I mean, outside of Boston, I think, you know, Boston was healthy enough. They just don't have a point guard. You can't take that away from Golden State, you know, beating them. And then you look at Denver. Yeah, I don't think they beat Denver. No Jamal Murray. It probably – it definitely is a better series. Uh, but, you know, they don't have – they didn't have a real true point guard. Jamal Murray pushes the ball. I mean, Jokic is a, it's a pure point center or forward, whatever you want to call him. But, yeah, he needs Jamal Murray. Memphis, they didn't have Ja. It would have been real interesting to see that. But next year, be ready for that. And hopefully Ja is healthy because I was always questioning that. We're talking about Zion, but don't talk about Ja. They don't need Ja. And then that's when the narrative would go there, the narrative of the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, where's Ja Moran at? Oh, he's not available when it comes to playoff time. He needs some meat on his bones. I mean, not really. Hey, I did his thing. I mean, of course, hey, I was hurt. But he did his thing. Ja just needs to just rehab. You're going to be good. Ja good to go. But that's always still the narrative. Dallas, they just wasn't ready. Thought Phoenix was the best team for this. This team, though, I think Phoenix was the best team to match up with Golden State. And everybody knows that. And Phoenix just sold in that game seven against Dallas. So you heard the last episode. Heard what I said. And uh, in this one, hey, they beat the Celtics team. I think it's pretty good. They're the best defensive team, and they couldn't do anything. And Wiggins was just outstanding. And you just got to give credit to Andrew Wiggins. And, and, you know, the question is, what's next for the Warriors? Because uh, Jordan Poole, yeah, he has a team option. So what are they going to do? What are they going to do about James Wiseman? I mean, I mean, James Wiseman could still make his nine mil. Even he didn't play all last year, made nine mil. And then he'll be back for next year, most likely will be in the starting lineup, you know, seeing what happens. They, they're, they're... Next year is the biggest question. What's next for the Warriors after next season? Because, yeah, they're going to defend their title. I'm sure all of these guys will stay. And Looney to even do no option or anything. And he'll probably just take another five mil or whatever and just chill. I mean, he's making good money and whatever. And, you know, Iggy, is he done? Will he retire? You know, Otto Porter, do they bring him back? And knowing that James Wiseman could come back, you know, Jordan Poole, he wants to get some money. I know it. Gary Payton, they're going to keep him. I mean, those are the questions because, you know, what's going to happen next year? You know, hopefully, you know, Clay continues that, you know, to stay healthy. He looked good. I mean, he doesn't look the same, no. But, you know, he's still Clay Thompson. Got to respect the shooter. And then there's Steph Curry, who's just moving up in salary. It'll be a 48 mil next year, and then basically 52 mil. And uh, Steph Curry, let me borrow uh, a couple of dollars here, Steph. I will really appreciate that. Hope you listen in and hear my, you know, my, oh, please, Steph Curry, let me get a couple of dollars. Come to the city, man, and make sure next time you come to Detroit, you playing. I know you was hurt, so I can't blame you this year because me and my wife was going to be there, Steph. That's a message to you, Steph. Congratulations, too, by the way. And, um, you know, finals MVP, and now he's sitting at the table with the greats, which he should, Steph Curry. And he really did great in this finals. I mean, yeah, he had one bad game. That's okay. You know, the others stepped up. That's the point of team ball. That's the point of teammates. They step up for their guys. And that's what Wiggins did. That Draymond was outstanding in game six. Shout out to you, Draymond. Um it's just, they got Kaminga, so they can kind of be like, okay, Otto Porter, you want to come back, you know, take this, or if Otto Porter just want more money, whatever, just seem, you know, hey, I can still play some ball, 
you know, Otto Porter can, you know, the top five pick, you know, maybe. You know, we'll see what this team does, though. It's going to be quite interesting in, with uh, the draft next week, and you got free agency the week after that. So, you know, just kind of pay attention to NBA heads if you guys have forgotten. I know you guys are like, oh, basketball season over with. I'm going to go to the beach, going to have some fun, do this, do that. Not know what's going on. That's fine. You subscribe to this podcast, and we're going to, I'm going to make sure you're good to go. That's, that's my job here. And I'm going to make sure the narrative isn't every two weeks because it needs to be every week, especially with everything going on. Um, and that's my fault. So don't give up on me, you guys. You know you know how consistent I was, and I will get back to the way I was. But anyway, that is the question. Do Golden State win it all next year? Um, I honestly don't think so. I'm not going to count it out, but there's a team in L.A., and I ain't talking about the Lakers. It is definitely the Clippers. They're going to have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard back. This team, they basically have the full team back. I mean, maybe outside of Zubac, he got a team option. Maybe Terrence Mann. We'll see what happens. Oh, no, Terrence Mann got his extension, so he's good to go. Um, They still got Reggie. This is the type of team I think that can win. You have the best coach in Ty Lue, because I think Ty Lue is – I mean, you give credit to – Steve Kerr, yes. But Ty Lue knows what he's doing. For him not to have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and be in the position that they was in, this is a team that people have forgotten about, and Kawhi shall be back for the opener. That's just me. I didn't see any word. I just assume the injuries, everybody's back for October, you know, basketball, which should be here so quickly. And, uh, yeah, those guys – they're making the same amount of money. Paul George may be making a, a, a couple of hundred more as far as $100 more than Kawhi Leonard. These guys will be locked in. They still got Marcus Morris. Remember, they traded for Norman Powell and Rocco, and those guys are set. And still got Luke Kennard. Just get healthy. They still got a deep team. I think the Clippers is next in line because um, – they just have that team. They got veterans on the team. They got the right crew. And I think this is where, okay, you got Kawhi who's been there before, who has won a couple of ships. So he knows what it's like. And then here he comes. He has a good team around him with a very good coach that's right there at the mess. And where the Clippers did fail a few years ago, whatever. But it's okay. They're going to be good. They stay healthy. They're going to be good. This team is dangerous. So that's already set in stone for me. I think the Clippers is the team. And a lot of people, I haven't seen not one person say the Clippers. I haven't seen it. Maybe somebody else has seen it, but not me. So listen in at 2.07 p.m. on this Saturday, beautiful Saturday afternoon here in the Motor City, that I think the Clippers is that team to beat in the West. Now, I know everybody's going to say the Warriors because they just won it, but the Clippers wasn't healthy. It wasn't there. wasn't ready to go. You look at other teams in the West, yes, I'm going to look at Memphis because it's Memphis. Don't know what they're going to do. They got slow mode. See what contract they get for him. John Morant, what's going to go on there? How are they going to treat him? They already gave Jaron Jackson his money. You know, DeAnthony Melton, you know, they still have the same people. Tyus Jones and Kyle Anderson, the only question marks there. They have everybody else there. I mean, we'll see what happens with Brandon Clark, Desmond Bain. I mean, they got to mess with some contracts for next year. And if they do it right, this could be some type of dynasty 
And they probably try to get like a big man if, you know, they just don't get Steven Adams to resign. Next year is pretty much the contract year for Memphis, and they have to figure that out big time. But I'm sure they're going to be back. They were the second seed. And there's another sleeper team, and that's the New Orleans Pelicans. Don't know what's up with Zion. Don't know what's going on there. But they still got a good team without Zion, but with Zion, they're dangerous. And a lot of people have to pretty much see Zion yet again and see if he can just stay on the court. But we've seen it when he was on the court last year, well, not last season, but the season before last, uh, and how good he was. He was very efficient, you know. Um, so we shall see how this team looks as well. That's another team I look out for. But if you're the Warriors, hey, this is great for you. You know, you get that fourth championship. Hey, if you get the next, if you get one next year, that's fine. I mean, Steph Curry ain't going nowhere for a long while. So maybe he can get a fifth one eventually. And we'll see how the stars align because you can't just count. I'm not trying to count them out. And then you still got to respect Phoenix. I know people have their issues with Phoenix because of what happened. I know they lost the finals, but hey, they've probably been in the Western Conference finals. Don't know what's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton. They have to figure out who's going to be the man in the middle. That's pretty much it from me, from that team, because, hey, your big guys are under, you know, their, their contract's over with. Ayton, JaVale McGee, their contract is over with. Everybody else is there. If they can somehow find a way, hey, we're going to get Rudy Gobert. Ain't nobody going to be in that paint. All we got to do is get that perimeter. That's where the, the question is, do Rudy Gobert goes anywhere? And that's where... That's the answer. That's the question here that we just need to figure out. Now, he just signed a new contract. Now, me personally, I don't think Utah needs to do that anyway. And I'm sorry, I'm just going off the grid here. Uh, but, you know, I, I just think they should keep them but get another score for Donovan Mitchell because there ain't no scoring on this team outside of Donovan Mitchell. He needs some help. That's all he needs. It's not a bad constructed team, but he needs somebody on the other side of him. And we'll see who'll be, you know, if they're, who their leader of men, who, who's going to be ready to go. Uh, for the Utah Jazz. But, yeah, I just wanted to congratulate the Warriors and talk bad about this finals. And, by the way, Jason Tatum is a softie. I don't think I mentioned that. And that was what I've been saying. He is soft. He drives to the hole to Eurostep. He don't drive to the hole to get some contact to get to the free throw line. He shied away from it, and that was the problem. He's soft. You need to be sitting down dribbling, too. Because they ain't going to get no point guard. So, him, Jalen Brown, spend some time dribbling. And just get your handles better and get your playmaking better. And Celtics, let's get some more help because that bench, they messed up getting Derek White. Now, I like Derek White because he's a very good defender. But offensively, you don't know what, you, what you're going to get. One night, you're going to be great. And the next night, okay, what happened? You got to come off the court. And then what? Peyton Pritchard, he ain't nothing on defense. Yeah, he can shoot, man. He ain't showing it. So, yeah, Boston, you got some questions to answer there on that roster because you can't go into the season with that same roster. You got to do something different because they ain't going to be back or unless Tatum and Brown, which they all, they definitely have room to improve because I mean, they're the youngest ever. Uh, you're talking about a 23 year old Jason Tatum and 25 year old Jalen Brown. So yeah, they're still young. They can develop. They, they smelled the finals. Finally, they've been in big games and they were kids and they still kind of kids. Come on, Tatum, just be more aggressive because you got it in you. You're very talented of a player. Just do what you do. But, I mean, even in the regular season, those guys were turning the ball over. Yeah, they were most likely missing uh, 
Mr. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, but it's not like he led the team in the assist. It was still Marcus Smart. Uh, but once they got rid of him, I mean, everything started clicking for the Celtics, and that was where – that was good. Yeah, the Clippers got hot. But eventually you were going to cool it down, and that's what happened. They cooled down, and respectively, they lost to Golden State. All right, so I, I just want to get right into the NBA draft because um, it's Thursday. And uh, this is very exciting for me. I get very excited for the NBA and the NFL draft. Not so much the MLB draft because I don't remember these players from watching the College World Series and all of that. I pretty much wait until I hear something from the experts in baseball and then hockey. It's the same thing that happens there. So it's pretty much this show. It's all about NBA draft and NFL draft. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I always like to look at my drafts. I like to, I'd see if teams are going to be, you know, making the, the right decision and try to really see, you know, what direction are these teams trying to go into for next year? Like, okay, we know Orlando, they have the number one pick. What do I think they should do with it? I think they should just get Jabari Smith, you know, and just call it a day, you know, for real. So... You know, I, I'm looking at the uh, – what team is it? The Magic. I'm looking at the Magic. Okay, they get Jabari Smith. First off, what are they going to do with Gary Harris? Uh, because, like, it's just like, okay, Gary Harris is available. And nobody's talking about it either. He ain't going to get no 20 mil like he just got. At least I don't think the Magic could pay him, especially you got Wendell Carter. You got him for cheap, too, Wendell Carter. And I think he's pretty good. But Jabari Smith will, is going to just help this team out, you know, uh, because they got the long bodies, you know. Hopefully, you know, I'm sure they're going to re-sign Mo Bamba, you know. They don't really have – they just got a lot of young talent. And it's like, okay, let's see when we draft Jabari Smith, what who fits better with him because Jonathan Isaac is on this team too, they have the long bodies. This is what they do. You get Jabari Smith over there, that's an extra long body added to this team. And this is where, okay, they're going to figure this out. What young players do we keep? We've got Jalen Suggs. We've got the Wagner brothers. Uh, I mean, Fran, Franz Wagner is, you know, just got drafted. They're definitely going to keep him. But they don't know if Jonathan Isaac is going to stay healthy because he just can't seem to stay healthy. But when he's out there, he's pretty good. Marco Fultz, he has to stay healthy. So they got all these young players. They're, go- they're going to just figure it out. Like, okay, who is our guy that's going to stay? Cole Anthony's pretty good. You know, don't know. Jalen Suggs. Let's see what happens. They have, the- and they got the good names. Good names out of college. If you guys watch college, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. But they ain't passing them. And I wouldn't even be mad if they take Manchero. And this, they probably take Manchero with the, you know, thinking like, okay, uh, we're not going to get Mobamba back, but you know, we'll see. I think they love Mobamba. He has helped them win some games this year. I know they ain't win a lot, but I've watched some magic games and they've played some tough basketball, especially some against some good teams too. And if you're OKC, they're just going to take, okay, if Orlando takes Jabari Smith, which I'm looking at the mock draft or whoever, whichever one, OKC will take the other, which is smart on their count, you know, and, and the thing is with OKC, is, okay, they got Shea for a long time, and he's about to get his money now. 
But Shea does this thing. Josh Giddy, that was a hell of a steal from them. And then they draft whichever one of these two, which is very good. Where this team gets more exciting. OKC gets exciting. They're going to get better. Off rip. And and I'm not even going to uh, forget about Lou Dort, who is a bona fide scorer, where they're going to probably give him maybe 15 mil. They'll probably give him an extension. You know, this is the next season this season. They're like, okay, y'all ain't paying me now. Let me show y'all what I can do. Or even so, they can use him as trade bait. Somebody get him. OKC is in a very good position. Like, okay, we got Shea, Giddy, and whoever we draft, Banchero, and they can trade some young assets. They got a lot of picks. Because I was trying to figure out what is their direction. You know, this episode is called The Narrative. What is OKC's narrative? They got all of those picks. Just in case, you know, maybe the Lakers go ahead and, you know, get rid of one of those guys and get some draft picks out of it and get some young guys. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Lakers got to do something. I'm just throwing it out there because I'm a Laker fan. But OKC... I, they they seem to always do right, and that's where this draft is going to be so interesting. And then Houston, they don't have had Shea Homegroom in the top three anymore in this mock draft, and that scares me because if you're Houston, you wouldn't take Shea. Like, what would be Houston's direction? They just traded away Christian Wood to the Mavericks, so that contract's done. You know, he has another year on his contract anyway, and it's a good chance by um, the Mavericks to take Christian Wood. We'll get more into that later on in the show. But, you know, John Wall is always the question, what would they do? Would they, uh, you know, I don't know what their plan is. Eric Gordon doesn't play. They have the young guys, and I think with them trading away Christian Wood, it gets things going in there. And I am a huge fan of Alperon Sangoon. And he's going to be the starter. And that's the guy. Okay, they're like, okay, we got Jalen Green. We got Sangoon and Kevin Porter. I think that's a good young three you got. Because you got to think about Sangoon is 19. Kevin Porter's 22. Jalen Green's 20. And you're going to get somebody else. Keegan Murray is who they have. And even if you get Che Hungram, he's 20. You got four bona fide young players that I think that could play together. And then you got to really think about, okay, Houston has another pick in, in this first round. They got another pick in this first round. So Houston, they have the leverage. They don't see what they do. But John Wall will probably be in the trade board. Somebody wants John Wall. And they're like, okay, I see John Wall's healthy. Then we're going to grab him. So I'm still trying to figure out what is Houston's narrative as well. But if I'm Houston, and this is just me, and I'm not the greatest GM, so, hey, I probably could just be saying stuff you guys probably don't agree with. Maybe you guys can kind of see it and then go a different direction with what I'm saying on top of it. it, it you know, this is just why, this why I have this pie. This is why I do this, because express yourself. You guys want to talk about it? We can go ahead and talk about it. You guys have my number for those. Most of the guys listening have my number. And, you know, kind of one of you, or just use it in an argument they have with their guys. I don't know. But Keegan Murray is a guy I do like. I don't see him third I mean, third overall pick. But, hey, I could be wrong because I wasn't right about last year. And I enjoyed last year draft uh, players, uh, rookies, I should say. Jay Nivey is number four to Sacramento. I don't even think they take Jay Nivey. 
because Sacramento is just too dominant. I see that they're trying to trade that pick as well, um, which they're looking for the best offer. And it's like, okay, you can trade that pick because, I mean, who would they really get? I mean, their narrative, I don't even know what Sacramento wants to do because, okay, you got Sabonis. Demontis Sabonis is greatness. The Aaron Fox is great when he's on the court. He just can't stay on the court. He may have the biggest robbery in a contract I've ever seen because he's getting 30 mil starting next year, and he hasn't done squat diddly nothing for the Kings. And then Harrison Barnes is still on the team, which he's still fun to watch. Um, So I don't know what they're trying to do, but okay, say they make a trade with the Knicks, which I think would be the most suitable that can give you the best offer because of the players they have with Julius Randle, with Evan Fournier, with Derrick Rose. Yeah, you got R.J. Barrett. See, R.J. Barrett should be untouchable. You know, maybe they'll throw in, you know, maybe Cam Reddish should go there somehow, somehow, some way. You know, maybe, you know, maybe they get rid of Evan Fournier. I don't know what the Knicks' direction is as well. But right now, the Knicks have the 11th pick, and they're like, okay, can we just get a point guard? And that's why they would move up. They would want Jaden Ivey because, yeah, in this mock draft, they're looking at Johnny Davis, and maybe they could be getting Blake Wesley. You know, they're going to be looking for a guard and maybe go to uh, Washington out of Kentucky, more guard. And it's like the Knicks, like, okay, we want Jaden Ivey. But then Indiana Pacers, like, we want Jaden Ivey. But why in the world would they want Jaden Ivey? And they have, they just traded for a point guard. So what would they even give up to Sacramento? Team would say, hey, let us get Jaden Ivey. And if you're the Pacers, you got Tyrese Halliburton. You got Malcolm Brogdon. You know, understand, yeah. If you want him, he's not going to fall in your lap because I think, hey, the Pistons might take him. But then you think about it. Che Holmgren is available. The Pistons are going to be trading Jeremy Grant where the Pistons could possibly have a fifth overall pick and a seventh overall pick because I think Portland will want uh, Jeremy Grant. They want that. I think they will really want that. Now, because you look at Portland, they're in a, they're not bad. Like, okay, you got Josh Hart going this next year too. You got EB. You know, maybe you re-sign Joe Ingles. Maybe he's healthy, good to go. He helps your team out. You re-sign Nurkic too. Simons wants to get paid. So the thing is, who who's going to work in Chauncey's system? Because they have the squad. Dan Lillard just out. And they have a good squad. They they let the they let CJ go, let Powell go, and now this is Dame's team. Dame ain't going nowhere. You help him out. I think this is a, a better team than what we say. We shall see what they do. But Dame, I know you're loyal. Try to ask for some help because your help, hey, might be Josh Hart. He has shown that he can score too. They have some guys down here who can score. This team wasn't bad. These young guys was not bad on this uh, uh, Blazers team. Don't know what, what their narrative is either, but I think they can trade that seventh pick, get a Jeremy Grant, help out Dame Lillard. That will help. And, you know, resign some other scores on the team. And then, hey, Portland's back in the race for the playoffs. The West is even more exciting. Because... It just is, but Chet Holmgren, right now they got the the 
the Pistons getting Benedict uh, Mathurin from Arizona. I'm like, okay, we're going to pass on Shea Holgram if Jaden Ivey's taken? I don't think so. I don't think that's just what the Pistons would do, especially, hey, there's a chance before the next episode of the pod, which is going to be next week, discussing this draft and anything that has happened to get us ready for uh, the, re- the reaction to free agency and all of that. The Shade and Sharp, he's somebody I've, uh, everybody talks talks about, A.J. Griffin from Duke. You, know, you got Shade and Sharp. They have Shade and Sharp going to the Pelicans, which will be very, very interesting where he could be that guy to come off the bench, you know, maybe if C.J. is down for, you know, a game. And then we have uh, Shade and Sharp ready to go. Maybe he makes a name because this is a good young team in, uh, in New Orleans. It really is. And – they could be good to go. You see, you just figure out Zion's situation. There's going to be a team that could take Zion. If they don't resign him, they can pay Zion. There are teams out here. Maybe they're looking at that too. Like, hmm, maybe Zion could come here. Maybe OKC could be in the running for, okay, we give up some first rounders. You give us Zion. You got some first rounders. You deal with those picks where OKC could be on and popping because they also got the number 12 pick in which they possibly could get a point guard because they honestly you want them to have a point guard because of Shea's injury you just want to have somebody some security in the point guard department for this team because Shea's not there you give the ball Lou Dort have him find the spot Okay, see, they might be my 2K team and franchise or whatever. If I play online, whatever the case may be, just never know. As an Ohio State fan, I would be happy to see Malachi Branham go um, anywhere. I've also seen EJ Liddell name in there, uh, possibly a second rounder for him. But uh, let's just keep on going here. I want to make it a little quicker with names that I'm familiar with. But Mark Williams out of Duke could go to Charlotte. He could be make a big-time impact for them because they need somebody big down there. In the order, it could just get Jalen Duran from Memphis, and I think he's going to be good. He, uh, he could go to Atlanta, which would be interesting too. Uh, some other names I see, uh, Nikola Jovic, the Serbia – uh, player could possibly go to Philly. I've got I see Max Christie could be a, a part of the first round going to the Bucks from Michigan State. Uh, Caleb Houston, Michigan. I know a lot of Michigan fans listening in uh, could be a part of the Spurs organization. Uh, Walker Kessler from Auburn could be a part of Houston. That would be big. I didn't even look and see where they would get third round. I mean the third pick in this first round. Uh, and as for the defending chance, Golden State has the 28th pick, and they could possibly get Jalen Williams. You know, trades always happen, though. So, you know, always be on the lookout for that. Jalen Williams from Arkansas. There's two Jalen Williams. The other one is out of Santa Clara, if I can remember uh, correctly. Um, and then, of course, that's EJ Liddell. I see they have him uh, Indiana in the first pick in the second round. Ron Harper Jr. is on here as well out of Rutgers. He is very, very good. Wendell Moore as well from Duke. Um, let me see. Who else did I see that I know? Uh, I think that's all. Oh, Johnny Juzang is also in this draft, but they have him picked last. 
can you believe that pick last? But I know he didn't do what he did in the attorney uh, two years ago. He didn't really do that, you know, this past season. So, yeah, and, and it's, these names don't sound familiar, but I got to look at them and be like, oh, I remember him. Oh, yeah, Johnny Davis, too. That's where Wisconsin, yeah, I didn't even stumble upon that one. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of G-leaguers in here. Uh, so that's that's going to be fun. Uh, but like I say, the narrative of these teams, we just have to figure it out. But next season is going to be even more exciting for the NBA. I am all in for it. And I'm saying that now. And free agency even happened. Trades, things even happened. And I'm just excited to see the young players. I can't wait. I make sure I follow the young players on Instagram. I try to do that, the women's and the men. Follow the young players, see what's going on, see how they live, and just try to talk to them and all of that. Uh, one day, I'm going to have my first interview on this show, and it will be posted on the, the one of the episodes. And it will be if only warning will be on IG. So make sure you follow the IG page, Express Yourself Podcast. I think that's the name of it. I have to go double check before the next segment and let you guys know. So just be on the lookout for it. I'm just really trying to figure out what's like, do I see the Celtics not making the finals again with this team, with those two players? Like, is it like, is it over? Because I said, I've had this discussion with my boys. Can Tatum and Brown win together? And I was like, and I said, yeah, they can. But now we, we moved back into that conversation. They might be right. I don't think they can. And it scares me because, I mean, yeah, they're young. But, you know, you see something. You've seen it with, you know, KD and Westbrook. They're outstanding players, but they had to go elsewhere. I mean, Russ didn't win yet. And KD, we've seen he won in Golden State. And, um, you know, honestly, it's so tough to say. Like, you've seen it with the Magic. They, you know, Shaq and Penny, they lose to a great team in that, and, you know, in in Chicago. Shaq goes to the Lakers. Hey, it works out for him because he gets teamed up with Cole. And that's Penny Hardaway. He doesn't have a ring. So, you know, what happens? Like, do they get rid of me? I don't know. I said I don't know what they're going to do because I don't – they definitely need a point guard or they just need Tatum and Brown to dribble, be more of a facilitator. They're still young. They can do it like I said. It, it's just – it's it's mind-boggling to me because I don't know. I honestly don't know. But I, I'm just happy for Steph Curry. Uh, I, I just I, because you can't hate Steph, you just can't. Now Clay, you can. It's because sometimes I just can't stand Clay Thompson. This is sometimes. I respect the man because he can shoot too. That boy can shoot, and I don't like to say I can't stand athletes, because I don't want to take that away from me. Okay. Have an interview with him. Like, yeah, I would love to talk to Clay Thompson. 
honestly would. He's still a, a good person. He really is. It's just some things he do on the court that I just don't like. Or that I just laugh at. I just laugh all the time at him. I don't know. But anyway, we're approaching the end of the show, but I want to talk baseball because it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, This is the last segment of this episode. It's only done three. Um, We're focusing on WNBA later on because I really want to focus in on this MLB stuff and just what's going on, especially with the the Braves. I mean, the Braves finally lost, but, you know. The Cubs, they done it again. The Cubs pretty much, you know, and winning streaks. And they shut out the Braves. And it was it was surprising to me in which they're they're playing right now, by the way. Uh but it's surprising to me that the Braves didn't score. But thing is, what's going on with Acuna? Because he's not hitting well. And then it's like, okay, the the young guys are putting the ball into play. That's what I love. Um, but you see, Acuna, he, he's striking out now. Has to be careful. He's turning into a strikeout artist. Now he can draw walks. And if he played a full season so far, he will lead this team in walks. I mean, you know, fortunately for them, yeah, Matt Olson does. And Adam Duvall strikes out a lot, a lot. But so does Austin Riley. Like, this team is so aggressive offensively, it might really, you know, kind of not win. Because what's going to happen when you play the Mets? Because... Yeah, you're gonna try. You're trying to catch the Mets. You got on that nice long 13, 14 game win streak, however many games it was, and you know you're five and a half back from the Mets. But they don't have to grow them or Scherzer back. You can't be that aggressive. You got to be smart, disciplined. You have the squad to even repeat. You do, even though the Mets got better. I think the Mets are better than you anyway. And then you still got to watch the Phillies on your side. Because the Phillies, they got a new manager, and y'all know what I say. New manager means, hey, you're going to start winning. The same thing happened with the Oilers. Even though they didn't make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, hey, they did it right. They they got rid of their coach, and they started winning because they were not even supposed to make the playoffs. If they kept their coach, they ain't made the playoffs, and we ain't talking about them being in the conference finals. We ain't doing none of that. I can't. They, they lost to a team that, that's going to win it all. I mean, no disrespect to Tampa Bay, but they did. Anyway, let's move on. NL Central, I just still can't trust the Brewers. I, I It's like I just don't know about the Brewers. The Brewers, they have pitching. I love their pitchers so much. But their hitters, I just hate. It's great that they got McCutcheon. But Yelich, what is going on with Yelich? Do you got him in the wrong spot? I mean, I don't know. They have him in the leadoff spot. I've seen him in the leadoff spot. Are you kidding me? It was great to see him in the second spot. I mean, it it worked because he was with the Marlins at the time when he was in the second spot. D. Gordon, Yelich, and Stanton. Slaughter. 
to start an inning. But here, it's like, I just can't trust his offense. And I don't know what Milwaukee needs. As for St. Louis, they're going to win a division because I don't trust Milwaukee. I mean, Pittsburgh is bad, Cubs bad, since he's bad. And I just like the bright future that Pittsburgh and the Cubs have. I love the Cubs, young hitters. They just need some pitching. They hit. They start hitting. That's good. But then the pitchers bring a team back. I think I seen it yesterday or the day before. Can't remember who they played. And at West, the Dodgers just always in the mix of just being in a tough division again. Because the Padres, you have a very good manager. Yeah, you're gonna be good. Uh, Dodgers, wake up. Because you guys are playing like, okay, hey, we got the best roster, so that's not, you know. You guys need to dominate, Dodgers. Dominate the game. And you guys not pitching that well to me. Really, I think the offense has been struggling. I mean, you see Mookie Betts, yeah, he's hitting home runs and all that. Trey Turner got to do that. You can't have one guy just, okay, hey, there we go. You need half of your lineup to at least do good. But they need some help in the bottom. It sucked that you let Corey Seager walk and go to Texas. And Texas is pretty good. I mean, they're looking like they're going to sweep the Tigers. Speaking of the Tigers, are the Tigers the worst team in baseball? I'm being biased and saying yes, because I've, I've watched them more than all of the bottom feeders. I mean, the Nationals, they're, they have the lineup at least. So, I mean, they're just, I don't know what's up with them. Yeah, they're going to need pitching. You know, yeah, Matt Scherzer's going now. I mean, I know you traded him last year. Kansas City has a worse record than us, and I don't even – and that's a tough one, but, I mean, just watching the Tigers a lot, it's just what are they doing? They're getting shut out. I mean, John Gray, we know that he is a good pitcher, but shut out on the road? Ah, Tigers should have won that game on Thursday. And now we're going to be facing a possible sweep between today and tomorrow. Taylor Hearn, Dane Dunning, you better forget that. And then we go to the Red Sox. Yeah, good luck, Tigers. A player is only meeting and you still ain't winning. Fire out of Vila. Fire him. Am I the only podcast that's going to say fire out of Vila? Because I don't know if there's any Detroit or Michigan podcast out here that's saying that. And maybe outside of the sports stations on the radio is saying fire Alavia. Ain't no podcast saying it. Probably no podcast around the world. Because they probably don't care about the lowly Tigers. They should be way better than this record. They should be. We spent time getting pitching. Hey, guess what? We Now we bring up our prospect. We probably should have been done that. Riley Green is good to go. Oh, all eyes would be on him today. I don't even see a lineup. I'm sure it's a lineup. I'll, I will pull it up right now as I'm talking to see where he's batting. Should I be happy? And by the way, the Cubs are up to zip because the Braves then forgot how to play baseball against a lefty. I need a lineup. Do I have a lineup here? Let's see. Yes. And he is batting in the sixth spot. 
What is wrong with our offense? Nobody can hit a ball but Miguel Cabrera. We have look at the line. This is the lineup today. And I'm gonna tell you the average. Willie Castro leading off. He's batting 257. Robbie Grossman, a switch hitter, batting 191. Miggy, he's batting 294, and he's 50 years old. Eric Haas, batting 191. Oh, remember the powerful Eric Haas? He's 191, batting 191. Are you kidding me? Javi Baez, the guy, oh, we all were so happy. Oh, we got somebody good, but he's a big-time strikeout artist. He's batting 192. And we got Riley Green batting after him. Maybe Riley Green gives us a spark. I'm going to hope. But if we get shut out again, and this time by Taylor Hearn, if we get shut out by Taylor Hearn, this is wrong. We got shut out by Vince Velasquez last week. Are you kidding? Vince Velasquez. What is that? Against the Twins. Yeah, I get very emotional about my sport teams. Yes, I am a Yankee fan, so what? But I am a Detroit Tiger fan, second. I'm going to be hard on our Detroit team, even if I ever go away from Detroit. I would, If I ever move out of Detroit, I am going to claim Detroit sports all the way. I'm going to be down with the Lakers. I'm going to be down with the Yankees. That's where the retirement of all of my favorite teams is there. Because I'm going to bring Detroit to wherever I go, and I'm going to be very hard on them. This, this, I'm going to be very hard on the team that I am going to be talking about every day if I went to any other state, any other city, or whatever in another state and represented their team. But I'm always going to be a Detroit fan. That's what I'm going to take. So remember I said that on this date as well. Anyway, Spencer Torkelson batting seventh, 178. Jonathan Scope, 189. And Clemens, 0.074. The only person that is hitting significantly is Miggy. We'll take 294. Yes, you want to be a 300 hitter. We will take 290. We will take 280. This lineup is awful. Are you kidding me? ESPN is making this an even match. Which, okay, maybe because Riley Green's out there, you might want to take a chance on the Tigers to cover the spread, a plus one and a half. Maybe. But are you kidding me? This game of baseball, yeah, it's a long season. But let's look at the lineup from the Royals. Let's look at it. They only got one person batting under 200. Are you kidding? What? What is this? Like, I, I I just have to know. Like, they got to be last offensively. It can't be another team that's, that's last. It just can't be. There's a team who's batting worse than the Tigers. And I need to figure out what team that is. Let me see. I'm going to look at the bottom feeders. Okay, let's look. Kansas City, you can't beat them. I just don't think it'll be Kansas City because – they actually got guys who hit. They're seventh in the American League in hitting. And they're a bad team. It's only because of pitching. Um, I would probably say the Oakland A's. Let's see if that's right. They are. 
And it ain't that far. They're playing the Royals today. This is their lineup today. And you look at them, at least their guys have better averages. Tony Kemp, 233. Sheldon Brown, 202. Ramon Laureano, who's pretty good, he's 252. They don't have home run hitters. I mean, Stephen Vogt is terrible, 161. Christian Bethencourt, 254. Jed Laurie, a big surprise, 206. Elvis Andrews, 229. Barrera, 211. And then Bride, I mean, he doesn't have a big sample size, so 308. I mean, Vogt didn't either, but he's 161. But, I mean, you look at the names. They don't have a... They don't have a Javi Baez. They don't have a, a Torkelson who was a top five prospect coming into this season. They don't have that. The only thing is Jed Laurie is doing bad. We I know Ramon uh, Liriano is better than that. And I'm sorry I'm raging. It's this end of the show, this late in the show about, you know, batting. Yeah, the A's lost their bat. They wasn't even good last year bat. They wasn't. And I'm talking about the A's. And that's just Bob Melvin. He was he's done and they got a new new guy up front. Bob Melvin's over there with the Padres now, I believe. And that, the, when you see what they're doing, you get Bob Melvin some players, and he don't even have his best player out there. He ain't back yet. And they hold the top of the NL West. Jesus. You don't make it look like our manager is bad. No, our team is bad. That's who needs to go, Alavila. AJ Hinch is the best manager in the majors. And yet yeah, he's 24 and 40 because of the team that's constructed. The Tigers, yeah, we suck. I talked about the Reds being the worst team. Hey, th- the Reds are supposed to be bad. But you know what? Th- they're hitting better than the Tigers. They're at least hitting 239 as a team. The Tigers are the worst team in baseball. And that shouldn't be because the Oakland A's have got awful, but they're hitting better. We can't hit. We're the worst offense in the league. Yeah, I'm going to be paying attention to this game because, hey, Riley Green's up. Oh, let's get excited. Let's see what happens. It's a beautiful day for baseball as well. I'm going to be all into this matchup. Unbelievable. The damn Tigers. Are you kidding me? Get it together. The Yankees are just dominant right now, by the way. Ever since I badmouthed them, they just want to dominate. And they're going to run away with the division, which is tough. They're 48-16. and 16. The Yankees are winning games. They're winning convincing. They're beating division. They're beating the division. Right now, the Yankees looking like the best team in baseball. And then let alone, they lose to Houston somehow, some way, in the ALCS. And then we see Houston again hopping around and possibly playing the Mets. Or the Padres. I think it's going to be Mets and Yankees. It'd be great to see two New York teams, and they're both playing great. I think it's going to be hard to beat the Mets four times. The Yankees, I've seen this story a million times. I've never seen them play this good, though. No. But this is what they do. They play so well, and here comes playoff time. So come October, yeah, be ready for me to rage about baseball 
wherever I'm at. Hope if it's not still doing this podcast, it's doing something else. Hopefully, we'll see. But I'm gonna be doing something. You guys follow me, follow along, and I'm gonna be talking about this. And don't, oh New York, you better not send me over there. Oh New York, you better not have me come because I'm a Yankee fan. I'm sick of that. Let the Yankees not win this year. Let them not win this year. All hell gonna break loose in November. The beginning of November, you guys better be ready. You guys better hope the the, the Lions is zero and eight or something, where I I destroy the Lions. Even though I want them to be bad, but they're supposed to be better. They're an easy schedule this year. So yeah, do not let the Yankees blow this. Don't let the Yankees lose. The Yankees can make the World Series and lose. I would be semi okay with that. But do better not lose and no to no team that won the wild card. Don't lose in the ALCS. And you bet not lose to the Astros again. You bet not lose to them again. I will be done. I will go on social media and burn my New York hats. I got two of them. I will burn them to the ground, add them to the bonfire, the next bonfire we go to, if they lose. Unless they lose in the Royal Series, I won't do it. But they got to win. They got to at least make it. Can you sniff the Royal Series final? Can you do that for me, Yankees? Like, come on. I'm sick of it. Why are you guys so good in the regular season and then just foes in the playoffs? You ain't been to the Real Series since you won it. Can you sniff the Real Series? You lose all of these ALCSs. You, you, you just lose. I'm sick of it. You lose a wild card last. You lose a wild card matchup to the Red Sox. Derek Cole. Ah. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there. Happy Father's Day to my father, uh, father and my father-in-law, my granddad, uh, both sides, granddad on both sides. Happy Father's Day uh, to all my brothers, all of my bros. They all have kids, well, except for one, uh, me and my boy. We're the only ones without kids. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Maybe. We shall see. So, um, yeah, I just want to give that shout out to all the men doing what they're supposed to do. Your beautiful children, taking care of them, being that great father figure. A lot of dads don't get a lot of credit, and they probably never will. You know how we are with our mothers and all of that. Women, we know how strong women are, but you got to give a little credit to the man because the man be out here grinding for the kids, too. They the bread, they the bread people makers too. Gotta give them respect. Working hard, doing all of this manual labor and all of that. Gotta give credit to females. Please, please, oh please. You know, let the man enjoy the day. I've already seen baby daddy da- uh, bashing and all of that. Hey, you chose them, all right? We ain't gonna go there because this is a sports show. I don't know, but I'm just saying. Let's be nice because y'all ain't perfect either. All right? Woman. Hey, if you guys hear this, tag your woman or tag a woman or whatever. Hey, y'all ain't perfect either, all right? Y'all make mistakes too. Y'all don't do this. Y'all don't do that. Y'all acting like y'all high almighty. So if you hear this part and you feel like I'm right, go ahead and tag somebody in with my voice in it, whatever you want to say. I don't care. 
or just use it as a status. Enjoy your day. I'm going to spend some time with the family, with the in-laws. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Uh, so you guys enjoy yourselves. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you guys next week. We're talking NBA draft reaction and trades. I know trades are going to happen. And just what it means for some teams as we look forward to the free agency period. <laughs>